Hi, I'm Sherry Todd, a former DJ, now a podcaster. Every week, I hope to take you on an adventure that informs, inspires, and starts conversations. I want to get honest, and I want to get to the heart of life and love. There's going to be good days, bad days, good shows, bad shows. And just like life, we have to figure it out. And I want to figure it out loud. Welcome to Sherry. So the 49th New York City Marathon was ran on November 3rd, which was just the other day. And um, the men, the winner was Jeffrey Kamawarer from Kenya. He ran it in two hours, eight minutes, and 13 seconds. The uh, women, the winner was Jocelyn Jepagorski. I probably said that wrong. From Kenya, she ran it in two hours. 22 minutes, 38 seconds. The men's wheelchair, Daniel Romachuk from the United States, he he finished in one hour, 37 minutes, and 24 seconds. And in the women's wheelchair, Manuela Shar from, um, I'm not sure if where this, I think it's in Asia. She ran it in one hour, 44 minutes, and 20 seconds. That That's, that's amazing. Running... 26 miles and 26.2 miles, I think it is, is amazing. And to do it in two hours, under just a little over two hours and uh, under two hours in a wheelchair, that is freaking amazing. And congratulations to all those people. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I myself did a marathon. Yes, I did. 26 miles I did. I did not run. But I walked it mostly. I think I jogged a little bit of it. Back in my early 20s, I had lost a lot of weight. I was down from a size 24 to a size 10. So I was pretty thin for my bone structure, as they say. And I thought, you know what? I woke up one morning and said, you know what? There is a marathon. I'm going to go join it. So I got out of bed, put on some sneakers. I think there were Nikes. I put on a pair of jeans, a T-shirt. And I literally went down and signed up and ran that marathon. Well, I walked that marathon, 26 miles, T-shirt, jeans, Nike tennis shoes, and absolutely no training whatsoever, thinking, I can do this because I lost most of my weight by walking. I walked everywhere. In fact, I got to the point where I was walking to work. So it was round trip five miles a day. So I was walking a lot. So I thought I could do 26 miles. No problem. Ah, what to be young and naive, right? So I had my Walkman, took off, and off I went. And it was great. I had, you know, there was people, uh, there was individuals running, there was uh, families running, friends running, uh, there's, you know, co-workers running, you know, uh, people in wheelchairs. It, it was just, it was it was pretty great. And I was going along really good, you know, I had my Billy Joel going and I'm keeping up walking and yeah, it felt great until it didn't. Early on, I would say probably within five or six uh, or five or six miles, I started to get a blister on my foot and I have never had a blister in my life. And I was surprised because I'm on my feet all day long. At the time, I was working at a fast food restaurant. So I was on my feet all day long. So I thought, 
where, why am I getting this blister? And my feet were sweating. And my feet never sweat. And they were sweating. In fact, I don't even sweat, to be honest with you. My face sweats and that's it. I do not sweat. But I have this thing where my face turns red when I overexert myself. So I'm pretty sure I was pretty red and, and sweating at this point. But my feet were just, I mean, my feet were wet. So at one point I thought, okay, well, maybe if I take my wet socks off and walk barefoot, that would help. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll put my shoes on. So I put my shoes on without my socks. I was trying to air out my socks to dry them. So I walking in shoes <laughs> with a blister with no socks on. Yeah, that didn't work either. So I said, screw it. I'm putting my socks back on. So I put my socks back on and I just walked. And the more I walked, the worse the blister got. And they had these guys in motorcycles driving through the, the route, and they would stop, and um, they would either pick somebody up or they would walkie somebody to come pick people up who, who had, you know, said, I, I can't do anymore, and, and, you know, stopped. And they always would come up to me and say, are you okay? And at first I was getting irritated until at one point I, I saw myself in a mirror, a uh, plate glass mirror I was walking by, and my face was beat red. I mean, it was red like ketchup. So they probably thought I was going to drop dead from a heart attack any minute, but I just kept going. I kept going, and it kept getting worse, the blisters, and it was on two feet now, both my feet, and it was hurting more and more. Then I started getting cramps in my legs, and at certain points, I would stop and rest because it was just the pain. I can't even tell you the pain, and I kept going. I kept going. For some reason, I wasn't going to quit. There was no way I was going to quit. I always wanted to do a marathon, and I was not going to quit. If it meant I died doing this marathon, then I died. And I kept going. And it, towards the end, I mean, it would get to like, you get to like the mile markers, and they would sit there and say, okay, you got five miles left. You got four and a half miles, you know. So I just said, okay, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there. And towards the end of the race, I was literally crying. I was in so much pain. And I think a snail could have beat me at this point. I was walking so slow. I was literally walking on my tippy toes because that was the only place I did not have a blister. So I finally, 12 hours later, it was almost 12 hours, I crossed that finish line. Now, I don't know if I was the last person to to cross. I don't know. I don't care because all I could think of was, I got to get to my car. I got to get home. And I had gotten there early, so I was parked pretty close. I mean, I was probably maybe 100 feet away, if that. If that. And But to walk to that car, it seemed like I was walking another 26 miles because it was so far away, and I was in so much pain. So I finally got to the car, got in the car, drove home. And I wasn't that far from home. This, If I remember correctly, it was in Cerritos. So from where I live, it was probably maybe 20 minutes away. And by the time I got home, every muscle in my body had just seized up. It was tight, tight, tight. And walking into my apartment, it took me forever to walk into the apartment. I was in so much pain. And I remember walking in throwing off my shoes. The first thing I did, sat on the couch and I looked at the bottom of my feet and literally the bottom of my feet was one big blister. 
I am not kidding. It shocked me when I looked at it. I went, oh, my God, how did I even walk on these? And I remember I took a shower, or not a shower, but a bath to, to help with my muscles. And it literally took me a week before I was able to walk again. But, you know, I was, I was proud. I finished the marathon. I was in pain, but I finished. It took literally all day to do it, but I finished it. And a lot of people didn't think I would do it. You know, when I first told people that I was going to go run a marathon, they're like, yeah, right. So when I told them I finished, they all went, you know, they kind of do that side look at you like, really, did you? And and I did. You know, I, I they sent me a certificate afterwards. And I don't know where that certificate is today, but it the fact that I was able to do a marathon is, is um, something I'm kind of proud of. Though all I remember about it is the freaking pain, but it was something that that uh, if I would do it again, never. I, w- I don't think I would ever do a marathon. And if I did, it would be a lot of training beforehand. I mean, what kind of idiot would think, wake up in the morning, say, I'm going to go do a marathon, and just go without any pre-train. I don't even think I stretched before I went. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm, sur- I, I'm just amazed that I even survived it. But I got to thinking, it's like, you know, this is kind of like what life is. Life is kind of like a bunch of mini marathons that we take throughout our life. Some of them could be a 5K, some could be, you know, a 10, and some could be, you know, a 26-mile. Some of them could be long and painful. Other ones are short, easy-peasy, we're done. But they all have a thing in common is we all need to get to the finish line. And I think that's kind of like what life is and, you know, if you look about it, what what kind of marathon are you on right now? Right now, I think I'm on like a 26 mile marathon in my in my life right now. Good days, bad days, but I know the finish line. That's the goal to finish the finish line. So, you know, that's kind of like about what what life is. And another thing is that when I lost the weight, which is kind of like a side note, I remember losing the weight. And before I lost the weight, I remember thinking, you know. All my problems will be solved if I just lost the weight. And you know what? When I did lose the weight, it did not. You know, I had a little more confidence. I felt a little bit better about how I looked. But I was still nitpicking little things, you know, like, oh, my face could be thinner and, you know, my butt can be, you know, flatter. I don't know how flat my butt can be. It's pretty flat. But I was just nitpicking everything, kind of like my niece. You know, in the last episode, she was talking about how all these freckles she has. And I see none. I see a couple when she's in the right light, I'll see a few, but she sees many. And that's kind of like how I was about myself after I lost the weight. I just nitpicked about everything. But the thing is, all the phobias, all the fears, all the anxiety, all the depression that I had beforehand, I still had it. So that led me to think that, you know what, the weight was the side effect, the after effect of what happened to me as a child, being abused. And I had to get my mind right. Didn't matter how my body was, my mind had to be right first. I could be as healthy as I wanted to be. I could be a freaking weightlifter, you know, a female Arnold Schwarzenegger. It didn't matter. If my mind wasn't right, it didn't matter how I looked. And I learned that along the way. And the only reason I bring this up is because I know there's a lot of people that, even in my life right now, who gone through traumatic things and they're trying to muscle through it themselves and you can't do it you can't do it and you have to get help you need to see a therapist 
or a psychiatrist, whatever, and whatever you feel is, is going to help you. And find someone to help you through all these things that you're going through because you can't do it alone. I mean, it could just be somebody who had uh, was in a car accident. I mean, I know when I was in my car accident, it took me the longest time before I was comfortable driving a car. And I've known people who've been in car accidents who refuse to ever drive, drive again. You know, so there's things that happen that takes a long time to get over it. I mean, if you have a heart attack, that is something traumatic. Do you think you're going to be fine? No, you're not. You need to get some kind of help, especially if you're having a hard time dealing with it. And if you're having a lot of anxiety about it, you need to get therapy to help you get through it. So we've got to get our mind right. It doesn't matter how healthy our body is. It's our mind that we got to get a good, got to get in a good spot and that's, you know, something that I think um, I learned the hard way. You know, it was great I lost weight, but it didn't help my mind at all. I was still, you know, fucked up as always, you know. So get your mind right and everything I think follows. So I've been doing a lot of thinking about my podcast lately, and I think I'm not being honest about a lot of things. A lot of people, you know, you get a lot of advice when you do any kind of, if you do a podcast, you're going to get people giving you tons of advice and, and you're probably asking tons of advice. You're, you're like, what about this? What about that? And people are giving you your, your advice. I've realized that I'm not really being my true self. There's a lot of things I'm not talking about because I don't want to offend certain people or I don't want to alienate half my audience, as somebody said to me. And I thought, well, you know, then I can't really be myself because my podcast is about being yourself. It's about being authentic. And that's what I'm trying to do. So yes, I think I'm going to start going political. You know, we got a year left. You know, I hear a lot of people that are my friends are going, oh, no, Sherry, don't do it. But I'm going to do it because that's who I am. That's how I feel. And I'm going to be authentic about it. And that's part of growing, I think. Um, I'm not going to do it right now. I'm not going to do it this episode. But I'm going to probably do it more than once a week because there's a lot going on politically right now. And because of this president, it's caused a lot of division with my family and with some friends. And I've never had that before. You know, I I say I'm a Democrat. You know, I voted I have voted Republican and and independent, so but mostly I I side on the Democratic policies. But honestly, the president we have now, even though maybe he's helped the economy and things like that, I think whoever was president at this point would be doing the exact same thing. Whoever became president in 2016 was going to reap the benefits of a rising economy because the economy was going up. So whoever became president in 2016 was going to reap those benefits. Trump is the one that's reaping it right now. And boy, is he collecting the praise for it. Not saying he hasn't done some things, but yeah, we're going to do, I'm going to talk about some issues that I have and, and how I'm kind of disappointed in the Democratic Party right now and the choices we have and some of the people I thought were really going to stand out. Man, they just fizzled, you know, so... I'm going to be talking about some of that in, in some of the episodes up, you know, up until election day. And let me tell you, I was so upset of how the last election happened that I made a bet, and the bet was if Hillary won, my brother had to shave his head. And if Trump won, I had to shave my head. 
and guess what? I had to shave my head. Not that I minded it. I, I've done it before, but it, it was, it was, I was, yeah, we'll talk more about that later. So let's talk about my mom. My mom, she's doing pretty good. Being a caregiver, I'm telling you, I support you all. You know, we all need to stick together because it's, it's a frustrating, frustrating thing. When I just love it when other family members go, oh, man, you really take on a lot, Sherry. Oh, do I? You think? You think maybe you could step up a little bit? I don't know. So anyway, she's um, doing better. You know, pretty much the same. I, I've noticed that she might be getting a little bit worse, you know, kind of going a little bit more downhill. It's literally like trying to live with a five-year-old. I walked into the kitchen the other day, and it just reeked of gas. And she was just kind of standing there. I'm like, Mom, what are you doing? And she's, she, um, I'm, she said she was feeding the dogs, but I saw a can of soup sitting on the sink. So I was thinking she was probably trying to turn this stove on to cook some soup, and either the flame didn't come on properly or it didn't come on at all or she turned it the wrong way. I, I don't know. And then she just figured, forget it. And decided to move on to feeding the dogs and forgot the gas was going. I even said, do you smell that? And she's like, no. I go, Mom, the gas, it reeks in here. And she goes, oh, I must have hit it by accident. You know, so it's now come to the point where I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do with the stove. If I'm going to take the knobs off or um, I don't know. It's, it's something that uh, I have to get with my sister, and we have to talk about it and figure out how we're going to do it. She came up with an idea. She said, take them all off except for one. And I'm like, well, all it takes is just one for her to turn it the wrong way. So, you know, she couldn't find the the uh, kitchen light the other day. I asked her to turn the light out. She, she got confused, couldn't find it. Uh, she came in my room the other night, and she said, who's doing laundry? And I said, I am. She goes, is your clothes almost dry? And I said, yeah. And she goes, well, and I asked her why. And she said, because it was making too much noise. And I go, well, I'll, I'll turn it off. I go, I go, are you in bed? And it was eight o'clock. She goes, yes, I'm in bed. I go, you're in bed now, mom. It's only eight o'clock. She goes, I've been in bed for 24 days. I'm like, okay, she hasn't, but all right. And then she walked away. So I don't know if she meant, 24 minutes or if she meant 24 hours or if she it was half asleep I don't know but sometimes she'll say stuff and I'm just like uh, what I don't know what you're talking about or I was going away for the weekend and she she did not I was taking her to my brother's because there was going to be nobody here so my brother was going to watch her until um my niece got off work and she was going to pick her up. So it would have been about at my brother's house. She probably would have been there about, you know, four or five hours. And she was just not having it at all. She did not, couldn't, couldn't understand why she couldn't stay home at all. And it was just, you know, and I don't know how to explain to her that, Mom, if, if the dogs start fighting, you don't know how to break it up. Or if your dog gets out, you don't know how to, to get her. Or if you accidentally open up a door and, and you fall or, or whatever. I mean, there's just so many things that could happen that if somebody's here, they can help. She, but she, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm guessing that most people who are, have dementia don't think that they're limited to their abilities anymore. 
So, and it was, it was just like, you, you just have to go mom, you know, and she feels like she's a prisoner and I feel bad, but it's just for her own safety. So yeah, it's, it's every day. It's a, it's, it's something right now. My niece is uh, in the hospital. She has preeclampsia and everything's going okay. So she's probably going to be fine, but they might have to induce her early. But we've decided not to tell my mom because she would be calling my niece every five minutes. She would be in my room every five minutes wanting to go visit her or wanting to know an update. It would just drive everybody crazy. And the thing is, is because she doesn't remember. She doesn't remember she already talked to you five minutes ago. She doesn't remember she already called my niece, you know, a half hour ago. She doesn't remember all that stuff. And then she does it again and she does it again. My nephew is in town for the week. And, you know, we got home. We went to my cousin's yesterday. We got home, and, you know, she hugged Jeremy and said, Hi, how are you doing? And then this morning she's like, Whose car is that in the driveway? I go, Jeremy. And she's like, Jeremy's here? I go, Yeah, you said hi to him last night. She goes, That was Jeremy? I thought that was Tommy. I'm like, uh, No, it was Jeremy. So she's kind of forgetting people, I think, sometimes that she hasn't seen for a while. So if she hasn't seen you for a while, it may get to the point where she may not recognize you or think you're somebody else. So I think that that's coming soon, too. So but we'll find out more in her when she has her uh, doctor's appointment with the neurologist in a, probably about a month. So so how about everybody had a great Halloween? Um, so but the holidays are here and I think I'm putting up my Christmas tree early and. I I just love sitting in the living room watching TV with the Christmas lights on. It's just great for me. I just ah, oh, I love it. My niece is like, no, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. And I go, oh, it doesn't matter. Thanksgiving is about family and get together, and Christmas is the same thing, kinda. So yeah, so I'm probably gonna get bring the tree out early this week. So so if you haven't already, subscribe. To share P with Sherry Todd. Um, I'm going to, if you don't like politics, sorry, I think for the next year, um, I'm going to be a little more political. And I'm, I'm trying to, I'm going to be fair. I'm not going to be like some people who, you know, they're, they just sprout things that are inaccurate and aren't true. But I, I'm going to try to be fair and I'm going to do a lot of research on what I talk about. Basically, the trouble I have with Trump is is just him as a person. I mean, his policies I may not agree with, but it doesn't matter. If it was another president, I wouldn't agree with it. He's divided the country, and that's all I need to say. So subscribe to Cherapy so you don't miss an episode, and they usually you get an email when the new episode drops. You can go to Facebook or Instagram and follow me there. You can get me on uh Alexa. The thing is, I'm on Stitcher too, but for some reason, even the guy who developed the app that I have for Alexa, it was a hard time for them to understand the word therapy. So you could, if you can get your your device to understand the word therapy, you can get me on Stitcher through Alexa, or you can download the skill for a flash briefing. You could download that, get that latest episode of therapy that way. I'm getting very complicated here. So anyway, thank you. Thank you for listening, taking your time out. I'm sorry the episodes haven't been coming um, as often as always. You know, I'm doing the cousin to cousin thing, which um, 
I'm having a lot of fun. And I think the reason is that I was telling my nephew the other day is that cousin, cousin's fun. We're just having fun. It's nothing serious. Where Sherby tends to be a little bit more serious, a little more emotional. And cousin to cousin, is, we're just laughing, having a good time, you know, just sprouting off things that really make no sense, have nothing to do with anything. You know, and that's basically what that podcast is about, is nothing. So if you want to hear something, head over and subscribe to Cousin to Cousin, too, and you can hear my cousin and any new cousins that may hop up through DNA. They may end up on our show, too. So so thank you for listening, taking the time out. And remember, remember, remember always to embrace your voice. See you. Bye. You can find Sherapy with Sherry Todd in your iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or other favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.